Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. So my first guest this morning was Kevin Falk and BC mm-hmm. United, of course, the former BC Liberal Party, leader of the opposition. And wow, really going after the government's climate change program here, effectively saying he's going to he's going to scrap it. Yeah. It's known as the Clean BC program. Huge program. It includes rebates on electric vehicles. It includes the escalating carbon tax every year. It basically says he would shut this whole thing down. And we can't, we can't meet these emission targets. What do you think of that? Well, in terms of meeting the emission targets, I don't necessarily disagree with them. I mean, they're pretty ambitious. 40% reduction from 2007 levels. Yeah. No one is meeting these targets that are set, you know, the Paris Accords or, or whatever. They're very ambitious and, re- and require a real uh, shift in human behavior. But having said that, I think this is basically politics where they're worried about the BC Conservative Party, which is shifting fairly to the right. Rust, John Rust, the leader of Conservatives, as we speak, is right above us in the legislature, in front of the, as we call it, the Blue Curtain, uh, the news conference place, where he's announcing their own plan, which is basically very similar. Yeah. Uh, scrap all these these targets. Uh, scrap these policies, all the rebates. Scrap the taxes. Scrap the carbon tax. Yeah, um, yeah. So BC United is in a, uh, locked in a you know, neck-and-neck battle with the B.C. Conservatives in the polls. they got to find an issue, and this one, I don't. I think they basically are pushing hard on the... Uh, and betting, and it's interesting, I think they're betting, we've talked about this before, the public support for measures to fight climate change were pretty high back when there was no inflation. Yes, right. Now that we have inflation... And when the carbon of, tax was very low. Very, Remember, it started yeah, out very low. Very low. Yeah. Uh, now it gets goes up every April 1st. Yeah. It becomes a bit of a more of a political hot potato. David Eby, the premier, doubled down on the carbon tax at the NAP convention on the weekend, says it's not going away. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see more rebate schemes come from the government come the spring budget. But nevertheless, I think this is an issue the, the center, the right... Center-right parties, or the right-wing parties, are hoping to separate them from the NDP yeah, and hoping they can turn this into an election issue. Now, the one caveat to that, these are all projections and, and targets and things like that, with the exception of the carbon tax. Everything else is sort of um, uh, predictions yeah. of things. But it's interesting. The two parties are aligning themselves on this issue of no longer supporting these ambitious measures to fight climate change. Which one is more anti-carbon tax? Which one? Which one is going to be more aggressive in shutting yeah. down these climate change programs? They're, They're out, fighting for that. Out anti-carbon tax each other. Yes. Okay. Let's listen to Falcon here. So the, the BC United leader here, my first guest on the show this morning, and he says, "Look, these these uh, greenhouse gas emission targets in British Columbia. He would scrap them. Here, here's why. He, he explains why. Here, let's listen." Not by 2030 can we achieve 40% reduction without ruining the economy. No question. We have to. We can't do that. I, I, I refuse to punish and destroy our economic foundation in British Columbia and hammer families uh, for the basis of maybe, maybe some infinitesimal reduction uh, in, mm. in emissions. Your thoughts? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he's betting that the electorate will shift on this issue at a time when, when the cost of living is top of mind right now. Um, 
uh, with voters that the willingness to embrace measures to achieve a very lofty target of 40 percent. I mean, I, I, I'm, How's this ske- even I'm, possible? I'm skeptical myself. I've been yeah. skeptical from day one. It doesn't mean yeah. I'm, I'm against fighting climate change. No. But it, I just don't know if that target is achievable. Yeah. We've expressed um, skepticism about hitting these electric vehicle targets. Yes. 100 percent sales by 2035. Uh, so, yeah, he's skeptical, and he's betting that the voters are skeptical as well to the point of changing their allegiance. In now, I, I, now I, it I, hasn't translated into any evidence that this is going to shift public opinion. Yeah. Now, EB, of course, in the NDP, they're trying to paint him now as some sort of climate change denier. You know, This is what you're saying, that you don't care about yep. the climate change flooding and wildfires. You're a denier. Now, he, he, does, he says, no, he's not a denier. He, he believes in climate change, but... He he says he won't ruin the BC economy in order to fight it, as he described it here. And so I said, "Well, what what would you do?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, we got to sell more natural gas to China. We need to dig up more LNG, ship it over to China, so they can burn our our cleaner burning natural gas instead of coal." Yeah, right. This is what he's at. Yeah, so that's the argument some people make that it's better to use our LNG to get China off of. Uh, Coal. I mean, China's creating more coal uh, mines and coal uh, all factories the time. all the time. Sure. And they they are responsible for far more greenhouse gas emissions than British Columbia. I think the last report was we produce 0.19% of the greenhouse gas emissions in the world. In the world, yeah. That's less, that's 0.2%, which is negligible. Yeah. And that's the argument is that it doesn't really matter what we do here. We have to get China and India doesn't matter. off of coal. Yeah. Uh, so that's the argument again. That's similar to the argument Christy Clark used when she was yes. selling LNG, if you yeah. recall. Yeah. That was the argument. <laughs> do what you can to get uh, the big uh, greenhouse gas beasts off of greenhouse gas. Okay, let's listen to David Eby here going after Kevin Falcon in the at the NDP convention here. Because the other big political issue right now is housing and Every party everywhere is talking about housing right now. And EB says, don't trust Falcon on this because he's a former real estate developer. Here's what EB said. Let's listen. For decades, governments made a deliberate decision to pull out of building the housing that people needed. That deliberately opened the door to speculators who bought and flipped homes and rental units for a profit One of them is leading the party that we're running against in British Columbia right now, driving up the cost of housing for everybody. Basically calling Falcon a property speculator there. And Falcon doesn't shy away from that. He sort of brags Well, he wouldn't admit he's a property speculator. speculator, But he doesn't shy away from being a developer. He says this is business experience. Yeah. Now, I I would put developer up with journalists in terms of uh, things you don't want to put in front of the public and ask you to vote for you. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's yeah. a, it's an interesting and, and David Eby's speech on the weekend was a precursor of what to expect from the NDP in terms of messaging yeah. uh, in the next election and very much painting Falcon as a developer in the, in the most negative sense of the word. Well, I asked Falcon about this just a few minutes ago on the show, and he said, "Oh, heaven forbid that someone with business experience yeah. should be the premier here." He says he says Eby doesn't have any experience in the private sector and business. Yeah. I do. 
That's his, and that's he says that pretty well every day when he's in the legislature. Yeah, he said I'm. You don't know anything about running a business, which is very similar when the Socreds used to go after the NDP, saying you couldn't run a peanut stand. Yeah, you know, it's uh, W A C Bennett used very, to say that all the time. Very similar uh, rhetoric from from decades ago. Yeah. Uh, speaking of housing, I thought this was interesting. Yesterday, David Eby speaking at a, a housing conference, and one of his talking points was, "We can't let." And this sort of goes back to the Falcon private sector stuff. He says, "Don't trust the private sector to build." a lot of ho- the housing we need in British Columbia. We need the government to build more housing. And listen to what he says here, how he, he says the government is looking for land to build more housing. Have a listen. We are acquiring properties. We are looking, we did an inventory of every property across the province that the, that the province owns. We, asked school, we passed a law to require school boards to do an inventory of the properties that they own and provide that information to government. Health authorities cities, everybody is looking, what land do we have? Your thoughts? Yeah, well, school boards are often the biggest landowner in a, in a municipality. Yeah. You look at all the land, all the schools that exist. We've got one school here uh, in Victoria, uh, Lansdowne, which has a huge, huge field. Uh, yeah, we were just so talking about that off air. My kids me, went to that school. You and told me it, was, it used to be an airfield. Yeah, in, in, de- in um, decades, many years ago, in the last century, it used to be an airstrip there. And that's now why the, the field is so massive. Now, I think there is a proposed development there yeah. because it is so massive. But it'll be interesting if we start using school grounds as housing locations, mm. which, again, might be... We'll see how popular that is. We get a fight over that now, too. Yeah, and health authorities. I assume we're talking about hospitals and the and the grounds surrounding hospitals. Yeah, whether we use that for housing, but uh, that's interesting that this province-wide inventory is being uh, compiled. Yeah, with an eye to building housing there. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Yeah, lots of calls here, but, you know, that was the first. We just heard a B.C. conservative yeah. wow. commercial there. It was the first one I've heard. That's the first ever B.C. Yeah. conservative commercial. Like, Well, maybe there was in 2013, maybe, when they were a little more competitive. But, yeah, uh, yeah that's that's quite something. And basically, uh, John Rustad there, the B.C. conservative leader, calling out Falcon here on, on, the, Falcon. Carb- on the carbon tax, yeah. what we were just discussing. His chief enemy is, and he, I think he's driven by... A sense of revenge here, being <laughs> kicked out of the out of the caucus. Falcon on, kicked him out on Twitter yesterday. He was t- took another shot at Kevin Falcon, saying he's copying BC conservative policies, uh, saying he's doing a flip flop. And what was the point of kicking him out of caucus if they simply agree with his position on climate change? Now they're copying all his policies. He's he's not wrong, is he? I mean, well, like the, the the liberals are responding. The BC United him. is moving in that direction. They're responding to him. They're yeah. I think they are freaked out. Quite yes. frankly, that yes. this brand that is far better known than the BC United brand is resonating with British Columbians more than BC United. Now, I'm told uh, John Yap, the exec, the president of the BC United Party, has sent out a memo saying that, uh, wait for it, in a couple days, their rebranding campaign will mm. begin. But, you know, unless it's saturation advertising on 
shows like the Global News Hour or Vancouver yeah. Canucks games, which yeah. are the big audiences. That's how you reach voters. Is those? It's not the. Little, That's expensive. It's very expensive, yeah. and and you, and you have to do it for a sustained period of time. So jury's out whether it's going to be successful. Okay, let's go to your calls, Angela in Kelowna. Hi, Angela. Go ahead. Hi there. Um, I was listening to your interview with Falcon this morning, and he was talking about how heat pumps are a new technology are relatively new. I've had one for 19 years, living in the Okanagan. I have air conditioning in the summer, perfect heat in the winter. And there's a lot of say, oh, well, it's not going to work in cold temperature climates, um, which is true, but there's backup heat sources. So when it gets to minus 12 in Kelowna, then my heat, my furnace kicks in. It's not like yeah, you I still got You still got natural gas cold. coming into your house, right, as a backup? Um, yes, but as of yeah. next week, Natural gas is going to be out of my house. It's all going to be electric. Oh, I'm okay, also, Angela. I'm also a, I've got uh, solar panels on my house. So, you know, oh. I'm an early adopter for everything, including an electric car. Well, you're, thanks for the call. You're ahead of the game. You've got solar panels, electric vehicle, and a heat pump. That's like the, you're all in. Angela is all in there. Um, <laughs> Falcon, her. Falcon. I asked Falcon about the heat pump thing because, you know, a big part of this clean BC thing is transition to heat pumps with, with rebates on offer. When I said, would you scrap that? And he said, well, I wouldn't scrap it. But then he started kind of criticizing heat pumps a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to, well, it sounds like a comprehensive rejection of the entire Clean BC program. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's basically what the news release said. Yeah. Dev in Vancouver. Hi, Dev. Go ahead. My, my issue is this. And Mr. Baldy, I'd like you to ask E.B. this. So if we meet all those emission targets, are, are we going to be able to able to stop wildfires, stop the floods? The economist fired back at Heyman and said, you can meet these targets and great, but that's not going to stop anything. And if our mm-hmm. economy grows at such a small amount, well, then how are we going to pay for health care and education? Keith? Yeah, so that's the counter argument that VC um, could meet these targets and have absolutely zero impact we'll still have on wildfires, wildfires yeah. or atmospheric floods or weather is a global thing. It's not a provincial thing. Yeah. You know, it's uh, again, back to the argument that China... India, the big greenhouse gas emitters, are the problem, not BC. Peter and Burnaby. Hi, Peter. Go ahead. Hey, first of all, Keith, you need to listen to CKNW more often. It was on yesterday as well, the same ads. So the more, it, you'll okay. the more you'll catch it. I didn't hear it yesterday. Um, I didn't hear it. You know, what? Or, uh, never mind. Uh, anyway. Guys, I, I, the <laughs> first thing I would say right off the top, I mean, if you want to look at making something inefficient and ineffective, let government do it. Take a look at what we've done to health care and the bureaucracy that the NDP has built around it. I think that the idea that government needs to do this, there needs to be a balance. Absolutely, they need to be involved. But taking it over and at the expense of the private sector is ridiculousness. You're talking about housing, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and I would go, I'd go the next step. We have to temper. I think what Kevin Falcon said today is accurate, whether you agree with him or not. We have to temper the expectations of going green against the impact that it will have on the economy. And, and it's interesting because I've got family members that are involved in, in retail business and in selling green products. And it's interesting. We're all green till we get to the cash register. And then at the cash, cash register, we all make a decision about whether or not we're prepared to pay for it. And that's what the conservatives and the, and the, uh, uh, the former liberals are now yeah. kicking into. They're recognizing that there's the public out there saying, enough already. My pocketbook is being affected. Thanks for the call. 
Well, we're all green until you get to the cash register. Yeah. That's an interesting Good line. Lie. You know, there may be some some truth to that. Back to housing. You know, it's one thing for the government to announce we're going to acquire all this land and you know talk, all these housing. Someone's got to build the housing. Yes. And this gets back to the labor shortage. Uh, it's not like the the VC government has a crown corporation of carpenters kicking around. Yeah. You know, you need you need uh, trained people, skilled people to build housing. And we've had numerous reports that we just don't we have a shortage in the construction industry yeah. and it's going to go on for some time. So that's another impediment to meeting some of these housing targets. 